Welcome to Bible in a Year with Bill. In this podcast, the goal is to make our way through the whole Bible in a year. Each day we will be reading from either an Old Testament or a New Testament book, as well as a chapter or two from a more contemplative book, such as Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, or a few others. This year I've decided to read from the Message Paraphrase by Eugene Peterson. This paraphrase is an excellent, easy-to-understand writing that will help to introduce new readers to biblical stories and concepts. It also helps more advanced readers to discover Mr. Peterson's take on the scriptures. Either way, it's a fun paraphrase, and I hope you will enjoy it with me. Let's go! Welcome back. It's good to be talking to you again today. We are here for day 53 of our Bible in a Year. We're going through the message paraphrase of the Bible. Today is February 22nd. Today we're going to be reading from Leviticus. We love Leviticus, chapter 5 to chapter 8. And then we're going to finish off today's reading by completing Proverbs 11, verses 16 to 31. Okay, so let's get right into this today with Leviticus, chapter 5. If you sin by not stepping up and offering yourself as a witness to something you've heard or seen in cases of wrongdoing, you'll be held responsible. Or if you touch anything ritually unclean, like the carcass of an unclean animal, wild or domestic, or a dead reptile, and you weren't aware of it at the time, but you're contaminated and you're guilty... Or, if you touch human uncleanness, any sort of ritually contaminated uncleanness, and you're not aware of it at the time, but later you realize it and you're guilty. Or, if you impulsively swear to do something, whether good or bad, some rash oath that just pops out, and you aren't aware of what you've done at the time, but later you come to realize it, and you're guilty in any of these cases. When you are guilty, immediately confess the sin that you've committed and bring as your penalty to God for the sin you have committed a female lamb, lamb or goat from the the flock for an absolution offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for your sin. If you can't afford a lamb, bring as your penalty to God for the sin you have committed two doves or two pigeons, one for the absolution offering and the other for the whole burnt offering. Bring them to the priest who will first offer the one for the absolution offering. He'll wring its neck, but not sever it, splash some of the blood of the absolution offering against the altar, and squeeze the rest of it out at the base. It's an absolution offering. He'll then take the second bird and offer it as a whole burnt offering, following the procedure step by step. In this way, the priest will make atonement for your sin and you're forgiven. If you cannot afford the two doves or pigeons, bring two quarts of fine flour for your absolution offering. Don't put oil or incense on it. It's an absolution offering. Bring it to the priest. He'll take a handful from it as a memorial and burn it on the altar with the gifts for God. It's an absolution offering. The priest will make atonement for you and any of these sins you've committed and you're, and you're forgiven. The rest of the offering belongs to the priest, the same as with the grain offering. God spoke to Moses, 
when a person betrays his trust and unknowingly sins by straying against any of the holy things of God, he is to bring as his penalty to God a ram without any defect from the flock. The value of the ram assessed in shekels according to the sanctuary shekel for a compensation offering. He is to make additional compensation for the sin he has committed against any holy thing by adding 20% to the ram and giving it to the priest. Thus the priest will make atonement for him with the ram of the compensation offering, and he's forgiven. If anyone sins by breaking any of the commandments of God which must not be broken, but without being aware of it at the time, the moment he does realize his guilt, he is held responsible. He is to bring to the priest a ram without any defect, assessed at the value of the compensation offering. Thus the priest will make atonement for him for his error that he was unaware of, and he's forgiven. It is a compensation offering. He was surely guilty before God. Leviticus chapter 6 God spoke to Moses, When anyone sins by betraying trust with God, by, by deceiving his neighbor regarding something entrusted to him, or by robbing or cheating or threatening him, or if he has found something lost and lies about it and swears falsely regarding any of these sins that people commonly commit, when he sins and is found guilty, he must return what he stole or extorted, restore what was entrusted to him, return the lost thing he found, or anything else about which he swore falsely. He must make full compensation, add 20% to it, and hand it over to the owner on the same day he brings his compensation offering. He must present to God as his compensation offering a ram without any defect from the flock, assessed at the value of a compensation offering. Thus the priest will make atonement for him before God, and he's forgiven of any of the things that one does that bring guilt. God spoke to Moses, Command Aaron and his sons, tell them, these are the instructions for the whole burnt offering. Leave the whole burnt offering on the altar hearth through the night until morning, with the fire kept burning on the altar. Then dress in your linen clothes with linen underwear next to your body. Remove the ashes remaining from the whole burnt offering and place them beside the altar. Then change clothes and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. Meanwhile, keep the fire on the altar burning. It must not go out. Replenish the wood for the fire every morning. Arrange the whole burnt offering on it and burn the fat of the peace offering on top of it all. Keep the fire burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. These are the instructions for the grain offering. Aaron's sons are to present it to God in front of the altar. The priest takes a handful of the fine flour of the grain offering with its oil and all its incense and burns this as a memorial on the altar, a pleasing fragrance to God. Aaron and his sons eat the rest of it. It is unraised bread and so eaten in a holy place in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. They must not bake it with yeast. I have designated it as their share of the gifts presented to me. It is very holy, like the absolution offering and the compensation offering. Any male descendant among Aaron's sons may eat it. This is a fixed rule regarding God's gifts, stretching down the generations. Anyone who touches these offerings must be holy. God spoke to Moses. This is the offering which Aaron and his sons each are to present to God on the day he is anointed. Two quarts of fine flour as a regular grain offering, half in the morning and half in the evening. Prepare it with oil on a griddle. Bring it well mixed and then present it crumbled in pieces as a pleasing fragrance to God. 
Aaron's son, who is anointed to succeed him, offers it to God. This is a fixed rule. The whole thing is burned. Every grain offering of a priest is burned completely. It must not be eaten. God spoke to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, these are the instructions for the absolution offering. Slaughter the absolution offering in the place where the whole burnt offering is slaughtered before God. The offering is most holy. The priest in charge eats it in a holy place. The courtyard of the tent of meeting. Anyone who touches any of the meat must be holy. A garment that gets blood splattered on it must be washed in a holy place. Break the clay pot in which the meat was cooked. If it was cooked in a bronze pot, scour it and rinse it with water. Any male among the priestly families may eat it. It is most holy. But any absolution offering whose blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the sanctuary must not be eaten. It has to be burned. Leviticus chapter 7. These are the instructions for the compensation offering. It is most holy. Slaughter the compensation offering in the same place that the whole burnt offering is slaughtered. Splash its blood against all sides of the altar. Offer up all the fat, the fat tail, the fat covering the entrails, the two kidneys, and the fat encasing them at the loins, and the lobe of the liver that is removed with the kidneys. The priest burns them on the altar as a gift to God. It is a compensation offering. Any male from among the priest's families may eat it, but it must be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The compensation offering is the same as the absolution offering. The same rules apply to both. The offering belongs to the priest who makes atonement with it. The priest who presents a whole burnt offering for someone gets the hide for himself. Every grain offering baked in an oven or prepared in a pan or on a griddle belongs to the priest who presents it. It's his. Every grain offering, whether dry or mixed with oil, belongs equally to all the sons of Aaron. These are the instructions for the peace offering which is presented to God. If you bring it to offer thanksgiving, then along with the thanksgiving offering present unraised loaves of bread mixed with oil, unraised wafer spread with oil, and cakes of fine flour, well kneaded and mixed with oil. Along with the peace offering of thanksgiving, present loaves of yeast bread as an offering. Bring one of each kind as an offering, a contribution offering to God. It goes to the priest who throws the blood of the peace offering. Eat the meat from the peace offering of thanksgiving the same day it is offered. Don't leave any of it overnight. If the offering is a votive offering or a free will offering, it may be eaten the same day it is sacrificed, and whatever is left over on the next day may also be eaten. But any meat from the sacrifice that is left to the third day must be burned up. If any of the meat from the peace offering is eaten on the third day, the person who has brought it will not be accepted. It won't benefit him a bit. as it has become defiled meat. And whoever eats it must take responsibility for his iniquity. Don't eat meat that has touched anything ritually unclean. Burn it up. Any other meat can be eaten by those who are ritually clean. But if you're not ritually clean and eat meat from the peace offering for God, you will be excluded from the congregation. And if you touch anything ritually unclean, whether human or animal uncleanness or an obscene object, and go ahead and eat from a peace offering for God, you'll be excluded from the congregation. 
God spoke to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, don't eat any fat of cattle or sheep or goats. The fat of an animal found dead or torn by wild animals can be put to some other purpose, but you may not eat it. If you eat fat from an animal from which a gift has been presented to God, you'll be excluded from the congregation. And don't eat blood, whether of birds or animals. No matter where you end up living, if you eat blood, you'll be excluded from the congregation. God spoke to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, When you present a peace offering to God, bring some of your peace offering as a special sacrifice to God, a gift to God in your own hands. Bring the fat with the breast, and then wave the breast before God as a wave offering. The priest will burn the fat on the altar. Aaron and his sons get the breast. Give the right thigh from your peace offerings as a contribution offering to the priest. Give a portion of the right thigh to the son of Aaron who offers the blood and fat of the peace offering as his portion. From the peace offerings of Israel, I'm giving the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the contribution offering to Aaron, the priest, and his sons. This is their fixed compensation from the people of Israel. From the day they are presented to serve as priests to God, Aaron and his sons can expect to receive these allotments from the gifts of God. This is what God commanded the people of Israel to give the priests from the day of their anointing. This is the fixed rule down through the generations. These are the instructions for the whole burnt offering, the grain offering, the absolution offering, the compensation offering, the ordination offering, and the peace offering which God gave Moses at Mount Sinai on the day he commanded the people of Israel to present their offerings to God in the wilderness of Sinai. Leviticus chapter 8 God spoke to Moses. He said, Take Aaron and with him his sons, the garments, the anointing oil, the bull for the absolution offering, the two rams, and the basket of unraised bread. Gather the entire congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Moses did just as God commanded him, and the congregation gathered at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Moses addressed the congregation. This is what God has commanded to be done. Moses brought Aaron and his sons forward and washed them with water. He put the tunic on Aaron and tied it around him with a sash. Then he put the robe on him and placed the ephod on him. He fastened the ephod with a woven belt, making it snug. He put the breastpiece on him and put the urim and the thummim in the pouch of the breastpiece. He placed the turban on his head with the gold plate fixed to the front of it, the holy crown, just as God had commanded Moses. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the dwelling and everything that was in it, consecrating them. He sprinkled some of the oil on the altar seven times, anointing the altar and all its utensils, the wash basin and its stand, consecrating them. He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head, anointing him and thus consecrating him. Moses brought Aaron's sons forward and put tunics on them, belted them with sashes, and put caps on them, just as God had commanded Moses. Moses brought out the bull for the absolution offering. Aaron and his sons placed their hands on its head. Moses slaughtered the bull and purified the altar by smearing the blood on each of the horns of the altar with his finger. He poured out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. He consecrated it so atonement could be made on it. Moses took all the fat on the entrails and the lobe of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat and burned it all on the altar. The bull with its hide and meat and guts he burned outside the camp, just as God had commanded Moses. 
Moses presented the ram for the whole burnt offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. Moses slaughtered it and splashed the blood against all sides of the altar. He cut the ram up into pieces and then burned the head, the pieces, and the fat. He washed the entrails and the legs with water and then burned the whole ram on the altar. It was a whole burnt offering, a pleasing fragrance, a gift to God, just as God had commanded Moses. Moses then presented the second ram, the ram for the ordination offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the ram's head. Moses slaughtered it and smeared some of its blood on the lobe of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Then Aaron's sons were brought forward, and Moses smeared some of the blood on the lobes of their right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Moses threw the remaining blood against each side of the altar. He took the fat, the fat tail, all the fat that was on the entrails, the lobe of the liver, the two kidneys with their fat, and the right thigh. From the basket of unraised bread that was in the presence of God, he took one loaf of the unraised bread made with oil and one wafer. He placed these on the fat portions and the right thigh. He put all this in the hands of Aaron and his sons who waved them before God as a wave offering. Then Moses took it all back from their hands and burned them on the altar on top of the whole burnt offering. These were the ordination offerings, a pleasing fragrance to God, a gift to God. Then Moses took the breast and raised it up as a wave offering before God. It was Moses' portion from the ordination offering ram, just as God had commanded Moses. Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood from the altar and sprinkled Aaron and his garments and his sons and their garments, consecrating Aaron and his garments and his sons and their garments. Moses spoke to Aaron and his sons, Boil the meat at the entrance of the tent of meeting and eat it there with the bread from the basket of ordination, just as I commanded, saying, Aaron and his sons are to eat it. Burn up the leftovers from the meat and bread. Don't leave through the entrance of the tent of meeting for the seven days that will complete your ordination. Your ordination will last seven days. God commanded what has been done this day in order to make atonement for you. Stay at the entrance of the tent of meeting day and night for seven days. Be sure to do what God requires, lest you die. This is what I have been commanded. Aaron and his sons did everything that God had commanded by Moses. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 16 to 31. A woman of gentle grace gets respect, but men of rough violence grab for loot. When you're kind to others, you help yourself. When you're cruel to others, you hurt yourself. Bad work gets paid with a bad check. Good work gets solid pay. Take your stand with God's loyal community and live, or chase after phantoms of evil and die. God can't stand deceivers, but oh, how he relishes integrity. Count on this, the wicked won't get off scot-free, and God's loyal people will triumph. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful face on an empty head. The desires of good people lead straight to the best, but wicked ambition ends in angry frustration. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Curses on those who drive a hard bargain. Blessings on all who play fair and square.
The one who seeks good finds delight. The student of evil becomes evil. A life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump. A God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. Exploit or abuse your family and end up with a fistful of air. Common sense tells you it's a stupid way to live. A good life is a fruit-bearing tree. A violent life destroys souls. If good people barely make it, what's in store for the bad? So, Lord, I pray that you would bless this reading today. Thank you, Lord, for this reading. In this portion of Scripture, God explains the proper way to bring a sacrifice. I want to read an excerpt from On the Anvil by Max Lucado. The annual event always drew a crowd. The priest would solemnly ascend the temple steps, cradling in his arms a lamb. As the people waited outside, he would pass through the great curtain and enter the Holy of Holies. He would kill the lamb upon the altar and pray that the blood would appease God. The sins would be rolled back and the people would sigh with relief. A great curtain hung as a reminder of the distance between God and man. It was like a deep chasm that no one could breach. Man on his island, quarantined because of sin. God could have left it like that. He could have left the people isolated. He could have washed his hands of the whole mess. He could have turned back, tossed in the towel, and started over on another planet. He could have, you know. But he didn't. God himself breached the chasm. In the darkness of an eclipsed sun, he and a lamb stood in the Holy of Holies. He laid the lamb on the altar, not the lamb of a priest or a Jew or a shepherd, but the lamb of God. The angels hushed as the blood of the sufficient sacrifice began to fall on the golden altar. Where had dripped the blood of lambs, now dripped the blood of life. Behold the Lamb of God. And then it happened. God turned and looked one last time at the curtain. No more! And it was torn from top to bottom, ripped in two. No more! No more lambs. No more curtain. No more sacrifices. No more separation. And the sun came out. Is the deepest desire of your heart to have fellowship with God? Think about areas of your life where a sinful attitude or behavior has separated you from God. Renounce your sin. Commit your life to Him. Bible in a Year with Bill is a daily journey into the message paraphrase of God's Word. Join me each day as we explore God's Word in a contemporary and easy-to-understand language. If you like what we're doing here, like and subscribe to the podcast and tell some people. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow.